1: Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
2: <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream.
0: AT&T.
3: You are listening to the Dan Patrick show on Fox Sports Radio.
4: Well, I hope you survived the weekend. Gang's all here back at the home base, man cave, Dan and the Dan and Stan Patrick show. Everyone's here, including the great Fritzy. Got a lot of things to get to. Former Super Bowl MVP, Steve Young, will stop by a little later on. Mad Dog Russo will stop by as well. Phone calls, always welcome. Best and worst of the weekend. What you saw that you liked, you didn't like. Operator Tyler standing by to take your phone calls. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America. The official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Uh, 877-3DP-SHOW. Say good morning if you're watching on Peacock. That's our streaming partner. Download the app if you haven't done so. We will have a play of the day, stat of the day, and a poll question or two coming up. Chiefs over the Niners in overtime. It wasn't a great game. It was a great finish. And sometimes we mistake the two. It's like, man, that was a great game. No, it wasn't. But it was a great finish. Interesting finish. And this is how it sounded for the Kansas City Chiefs on their home radio network. McKinnon is in it, running back. First down and goal to go. Play action fake. Right side
3: throw, touchdown! Kansas City, McCall Hardman, McCall Hardman with the catch on the right side. A three-yard touchdown pass in overtime. Kansas City wins the game. And the Chiefs' kingdom has started its own history class. Because for the first time, In 6,944 days, there is a back-to-back
5: Super Bowl champion, and it is the Kansas City Chiefs.
4: Somebody was doing some homework prior to that touchdown. (laughs) Somebody was prepared for that call. (laughs) The Niners weren't prepared. This is how it sounded on the uh, 49ers radio network.
1: Seven seconds, six. They are going to snap it. Mahomes going to roll to his right. Throws, touchdown. The Chiefs have won the Super Bowl. Nicole Hardman. As they roll Mahomes' ride, Nicole Hardman is wide open. And the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. Back-to-back years. Another heartbreaking loss for Kyle Shanahan.
4: That's uh, courtesy of KNBR, the 49ers radio network. All right, we'll have a poll question here. And, uh, Seaton, what are we going to go with uh, first hour?
6: Well, we got a couple of them here, Dan. Uh, the 49ers lost because, Paul Ooh. sent this one in, uh, the blocked extra point, Okay. the decisions of their coaches, mm-hmm. Mahomes got the ball last, mm-hmm. other, neither, neither. Okay.
4: I think they're all uh, under the umbrella of that's why they lost. But uh, what would be the one that would stand out more than any? I, I hate, you know, looking at the coaching staff here, but it just, I, I was puzzled at times with what they were trying to. It's almost like Kyle Shanahan in the second half wanted Brock Purdy to be the MVP. It felt like the play calling was, we're going to have you win this. Instead of just saying to Christian McCaffrey, uh, why don't you run again? Hey, why don't we get it to him again? Andy Reid brought up something interesting that he was calling plays for players, basically saying get the ball to this guy, or you take it. Whereas it felt like San Francisco wasn't doing that. They were calling plays instead of just saying, get the ball to Christian McCaffrey. Uh, George Kittle was non-existent. Debo was in and out of the lineup, not completely healthy. Uh, Brandon Ayuk. Would have had the game winning touchdown, but give credit to Chris Jones running up the middle, uh, you know, hurrying Brock Purdy. It just felt like their play calling was more guided towards Brock Purdy than it was Christian McCaffrey. And uh, I was a little bit surprised with that. But, you know, the, the block, here, um, you know, it came down to defense. It came down to Kansas City's defense versus San Francisco's offense. And Kansas City's defense lived up to the billing. San Francisco's offense didn't. Because if, if I would have said to you, hey, 19 points, San Francisco get 19 points before you go into overtime, what do you think? I'd sign up for that in a second. Uh, San Francisco's defense played pretty well with Kansas City. Still, though, this isn't a great Kansas City offense. This was supposed to be a great San Francisco offense. Patrick Mahomes didn't have a 1,000-yard receiver. And didn't have a 1,000-yard rusher. You can't say, oh, can he do it without Tyreek Hill anymore? Um, He's got receivers who drop the ball. Through all of that, he did just enough. Just enough. And once again, I thought San Francisco was probably the better team. I was not betting against Patrick Mahomes. And that's why I took the Chiefs. Because of that last drive. And we can talk about the philosophy of, you know, Kyle Shanahan taking the ball in overtime. We'll talk about that. And he tries to explain that coming up here. But here's Super Bowl uh, number 3 for Patrick Mahomes. And he talked about winning.
3: Yeah. Is this one the most satisfying based on where you were losing 5 of 8 at one point in the regular season? 1,000%. One, 1, I mean, just... Um...
6: The attitude of the team to never give up, always be, always believe and uh, to continue the fight, um, it, it, it's special. And I'm proud of the guys, man. I mean, we battled uh, through and through all the way through the playoffs, into the Super Bowl. And um, just like our whole season, it came down to the last play.
4: Yeah. And it's almost like it was a foregone conclusion. If you look at the body language of the Niners, because the clock is running. And then all of a sudden, I mean, that was a simple play. I mean, there wasn't anything special. It's just like, here it is. Oh, there's the game. Yeah, Paulie.
5: That's what really surprised me at the end. It was first and goal at the three or four. And the clock's running down. And it's almost like Nance and Romo thought they were going to let the clock run out, reset, and go back to the other side. It's like they said, hey, man, let's just get a a playoff real quick here before the the Niners have a chance to set up. Because we have three more shots at the end zone. And the clock was running. I I thought they were going to let it go.
4: Yeah, it was surprising. uh, But I think, I mean, you had Mahomes there. And I'm watching the clock, and I'm going, you got to hurry Got to hurry, and then I realized, yeah, you're good. Yeah, I had a couple seconds to spare there, uh, but I uh, I thought it was an interesting game. It was a weird game. I didn't think it was a great game, but they don't hand out style points. Yeah, Brady Brady won a couple of Super Bowls when he beat the Rams, uh, and he also beat the Rams. He beat the L.A. version and the St. Louis version, and it wasn't pretty, but it was a win. And it came down to can you make plays? Chris Jones, who basically had to beg to get a new contract or a one-year deal. And when you needed him the most, he made probably the biggest play of the game. When he went up the middle with Purdy, and then because Ayuk is there for a touchdown, you want the players who make plays when you need them. Mahomes did. Chris Jones did. San Francisco's big players, they did not. All right, uh... This first hour brought to you by the great folks at Tire Rack, rack TireRack.com. Great to see them when we were out in Las Vegas, spent some time, went to dinner with them. The easy-to-use tire decision guide. Free road hazard protection, mobile tire installation available in a lot of areas. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Any other poll questions, Seaton,
6: before we zero in on one? We have another option of basically the same poll question, which is <laughs> the main reason the Chiefs won last night okay. is, well, you guess who this was written by. Okay. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is great and Brock Purdy is not. Wow. Andy Reid outcoached Kyle Shanahan. Wow. Who's mean-spirited today? The Chiefs are just the better team. Okay. Or the magic of Tay-Tay with the side of Blake Lively. <laughs>
0: You've got to factor that in.
4: I'll take some Taylor Swift with a side order of Blake Lively, I'll please. Ice spice thrown in there too <laughs> as the uh, beverage, perhaps. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Todd, are you being mean spirited today? A little mean spirited,
0: but I think those are all valid choices. Okay. It, they sound mean spirited, but if it, there's some truth to it, it's not that mean spirited.
6: Yes, Seton. To me, everything, like every single one of these options, originates in one person like uh why did Brock Purdy have the ball in his hand so much and not run it? that's Kyle Shanahan uh okay right the uh, Patrick Mahomes getting the ball last which was who made that decision that would be Kyle Shanahan right they're just man he I just don't understand what the 49ers were doing are they going to be the best
4: team to never win a super bowl because you know you start to look at these windows and man do they close quickly you're like, oh, we got a guy who's uh, you know on a rookie deal, and McCaffrey is still great, and, and then you start to look at, okay, Trent Williams, how much longer is he going to play? George Kittle, how much longer is he going to play? Uh, Fred Warner, who's wonderful. Uh, Greenlaw, that injury coming back from now from a torn Achilles, it, it you know that was really devastating for San Francisco because yes, you lose him, you don't, you're like looking over and you're going, wait a minute, where is he? He's on the sidelines. First of all, CBS, incredible that you had a camera on him. And you see from behind he's ready to go on the field and then he stops and then he gets ready and he goes back on and then he goes down. And Paulie immediately goes Achilles. And I thought, oh my God, non-contact that's it. Done. And you were playing well. He's so impactful on that team. So it's a loss, but it's like it's the Super Bowl. It's devastating. I mean, he's one of your, what, two leaders on defense? And then all of a sudden you lose him. And I thought uh, Bosa put a ton of pressure on Mahomes last night. Chase Young was sort of there involved. San Francisco was getting what they needed to get. And I, at halftime, and I remember my wife saying, You still like the Chiefs? I said, I love the Chiefs. If I could have bet. At halftime of who was going to win that game, it was going to be the Chiefs. There was never a doubt in my mind. Now, when it started, I thought, uh oh. All right. And then McCaffrey fumbles. And I go, okay. Brutal. But at halftime, I thought I lit up a cigar. Like I felt that confident. It wasn't a red R box cigar like victory, but I'm like, all right, I'm gonna sit back. I I like Kansas City. Now, it wasn't pretty. And there were times where you go, San Francisco should win this game.
6: It's just you got 15 over there, man. Yeah, yeah, Seton. There was, yeah, going into halftime, I was like, this is a disaster. <laughs> this is terrible for yeah. the 49ers. Yeah. Because they, you have to put up way more points than that. Um, and I, I just don't understand why your decision is, hey, Brock. I know we have like the best rusher in football right here, but I want you to throw the ball almost 50 times yeah. and try to what run up the, try to win us the game. I mean, dude, run it. The dude's getting six yards of play. Put it in
5: McCaffrey's hands. Yes, pulley. One series that really stood out. Remember this start of the third quarter, Mahomes gets the ball, he drops a snap and they mess that play up. The next play was incomplete, and, or I, th- I think he completed. um and then on third and 12, he overthrows Kelsey and gets intercepted. And you're like, oh, my gosh, the Niners had a storm right back. They went, the Niners went three and out and didn't get any points after a Mahomes' interception. I remember thinking they had a chance to step on the gas there, yeah. and that whole third quarter went sideways for them right after that.
4: What do we have, two overtimes in Super Bowl history? And Kyle Shanahan's been involved in both of them. It's tough. And had a lead in both games. Yes. Yes. You know, you want to wear that offensive genius label. Mm-hmm. Um you know, this is when you, this is when you prove that you're worthy of that. Regular season is wonderful. There's a lot of great regular season players and teams and coaches. Man, when it gets tight, what do you do? And last night, San Francisco had the opportunities. Uh, I was inundated with numerology uh, prior to the game, during the game, after the game by Fritzy. Fritzie, uh has another numerology that you're going to drop on me today. I
0: am. I was just thinking that Nicole Hardman gets the winning touchdown. Six letters in his first name, seven letters in his last name. We add that up to 13. That seems to be the big number for Taylor Swift. Also, the losing team scored 22, and she's feeling 22. That's one of her songs. That's just a couple more <laughs> things on top of the numerology we got bombarded with for the last two weeks. Thank you, Ty. You're welcome.
4: Yeah. It was like, I didn't need it, but I was glad that I was getting that throughout the game. Pre-game, had a lot of numerology. Yes,
0: John? And Kyle Shanahan last night lost to a team that scored a final of how many points? 25. And what was the, what is the difference between 28 and 3 in the Falcons uh, game there with the Patriots?
5: 20, 20
0: 25. Two 25s, oh, yeah. yeah. 13s, 25s. All right. All right, back
4: to you in Okay,
5: all right. Yeah, Paul? There is one thing we haven't talked about yet, and I waited as long as I can. There's a young man to my left who loves his Niners, who flies the colors, really loves the team. Do you have any Niner uh, colors on today? What team? Yeah. Man, I, I, it, was, it was hard
4: last night. Yeah. The, was the loss it, was difficult. Was it Nicole Hardman
5: last night for you? It's too soon. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's yeah. all right. Yeah. yeah, Paul. Marv, was there a point in the game where you th- thought to yourself, I think we got it? No, never. Or, or even, even a little bit. Like, you know, when they're driving down the field, two-minute warning, and it was like third and five, and all they needed was a first down and they're probably going to kick a field goal to win it? No, never. Not once. <laughs>
7: not once. I was like, when the game is over and the 49ers have more points than the Chiefs, because now, and I hate to be a prisoner of the moment, this is Brady, this is Jordan. Like, you do not, you were saying it all week. Yeah. The 49ers are probably the better team, but I just can't bet against 15. It's very Brady esque. Any team, anybody that's out there that's a fan of a team that's lost besides the Giants to Tom Brady, it's like, look, Atlanta can speak to this. And Kyle Shanahan's the common denominator. Go ahead. Keep your head up. I was upset for a full ten minutes, then I went to sleep.
4: Okay. You know what the, I, I as soon as the touchdown happened, I'm like, oh man, Mahomes again. The second thing I thought of will shock you. I'm gonna make you I'm gonna make you wait until after the break. Teaser? Yeah. Are you tease me. Yeah, yeah. Hall of Famer Steve Young will join us coming up next hour. Or is it Mad Dog Russo next hour, Todd? And then it's Steve Young in the final hour.
0: That's
5: correct. Okay, we're just getting started here. You just asked two things, and Fritzy said that's There's correct.
0: Ladder, I should say. <laughs> Mad Dog Hour 2. Steve <laughs> Young Hour 2. I should clarify. That's
5: okay. Ladder.
4: <laughs> you did a great job, by the way, in Las Vegas. You. you did a wonderful job. Just want to say that. Don't rest on your laurels. Every day's the Super that's Bowl, Todd. That's a fact. We know that. <laughs> All right, we'll take a break here. Just getting started, Dan and the Dan and Dan Patrick Show back after this.
3: Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Two NBA insiders
8: podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening
7: in only one place, This League Uncut, the new NBA podcast with me,
8: Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.
4: Welcome to the program. It's hour one on this Tuesday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick's show. We're still talking about the Super Bowl and we're still talking about overtime. Do you know the rules? You're not alone if you don't because there are some San Francisco 49ers who don't know the rules of overtime. This uh, first hour brought to you by Discover. They want everyone to feel special, and that's why your Discover card gives you access to 24-7 customer service, zero-dollar fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. You can learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations like Fritzy apply. Poll question, play of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day, brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the program. Seton will have the honors with a poll question. We will hear from Kyle Shanahan. We'll hear from Patrick Mahomes. And uh, Kyle Yuzchek, the Niners fullback. Yes, we will hear from him. Also, a little bit later on, Nick Wright from Fox Sports, first things first, and a big Kansas City Chiefs fan. And our good buddy, Ross Tucker, who will join us in about 20 minutes from now. 877-3DP-SHOW. You can dial up, and the person you'll hear on the other end will be Tyler to take your phone calls. Also, we say good morning if you're watching on Peacock. Thank you. Download the app if you haven't done so. I know what's going to happen at the end of the show. It's going to be uh, snow beers today. I think that's what's going to happen. We had some snow here last night. And uh, some treacherous driving, but everybody got in safely. And uh, we're here to entertain you over the next three hours while we keep an eye on the snowfall at, uh somewhere between six and nine inches for uh, this part of the country. Um, and I was wondering about this. We always talk about inclement weather. Do we ever say, man, it's clement weather?
5: And I said to Paulie, is it clement weather? There is inclement weather. I think everyone's used to that, like undulating greens i never heard of julating greens. Mm. Um, inclement weather refers to severe or harsh weather that is cold and wet, mm. used often by weathercasters. Who thinks there is a word, clement weather, or a phrase, clement weather? I
4: think there's clement weather. I don't think it's used.
5: Correct. Clement weather is pleasant or not severe. It is clement for this time of year. Uh, newscasters and weathercasters use mild or temperate more often than clement. Mm.
6: The thing about San Diego is it's such a clement place. It's clement all the time. But I don't think people ever express that.
5: God, it's totally clement outside. Let's go, guys. By the way,
4: nobody knows the local weather forecasters like Todd does. Todd's sending me pictures of all the women who are uh, weather forecasters.
0: No, When you want to get it going in the morning, uh, I stayed at a hotel because of the bad weather. I had my eggs and sausage and (laughs) a little chocolate milk and my apple juice. I was loving life. And then uh, one of my favorites popped on the screen for uh, one of the local affiliates and. Helped, uh, helped cheer me up. But more.
4: you watch with the sound down, which is strange if you're going to get a weather forecast. there.
0: Yeah, I can kind of figure it out through the pictures if it's <laughs> sleet or rain, and they put up the numbers six to nine inches, and they put different colors on the map. I don't really think to hear what anybody's saying.
4: Yeah. Todd knows local broadcasting. Nobody loves local news like Todd does. I'm just
0: going to do it. Shout out Alyssa Ray Taglia, WTNH <laughs> Channel 8. Let's just you know, let's call it what it is. <laughs>
4: Any other of the uh, fine women newscasters or weather forecasters? Fox
0: 61, Rachel Frank. Okay, of course. What's <laughs> the see weather? It.
4: Okay. Uh, you done?
0: Lisa Carberg, I kind of like. That's, what That's what one that. of the other stations. <laughs>
6: Okay, you want to get it going in the morning. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that means.
0: <laughs> oh, get out of the gutter! Just means like I'm. Yeah, you know what? The weather's bad; it's slippery up. But hey, I'm in a good mood, <laughs> and there's a, a lovely yeah. lady telling me about how horrible the weather's outside. I'm going to have my bagel and uh, cream cheese and jelly, and I'm going to get the on the quote road. quote
6: was you want to get it going? Going in the morning, I'm in a hotel room. That was the. As did you put that those was things together? Used. It, seems it, it had nothing to do with peanut butter and jelly bagels or yeah, anything yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was.
0: It didn't mean to sound so quite so inappropriate in question. Yes, it did.
5: <laughs> yes, Paul. While also having a childish breakfast of chocolate milk before he came <laughs> in. Uh, I also saw this uh, weathercaster as I drove in. I stopped to get some breakfast sandwiches. I saw her on the screen. And as soon as I saw her on the screen, I said, Todd is going to reference this person today. I would have I bet on it. Yeah. Two minutes later. She was
0: like a Miss America or something. I or missed something. Not that I did any research. She,
5: she's her. a Mrs. something and you should leave her
0: alone. Oh, I didn't know, know if she's uh, a, <laughs> not that, that would matter.
4: All righty. So we're off to a rousing start here. Uh, rousing rousing? rousing start? Rousing I, oh. I said rousing, oh, I said I said rousing not a rousing, a rousing. St- Inclement Clement. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're off to a rousing start here today. <laughs> we're getting it going? <laughs>
6: yeah, we are in the morning. You are the, uh, the weather caster of our show. You're hot, Dan. Mm-hmm. Is that what we're saying? No, no, no. no. Okay. Yeah. I'm Clement.
4: I'm very Clement. All right, so uh, what's poll question today? Well,
6: should I just keep rolling with the toddler here?
4: Oh, or
6: Well, okay. Todd gave us, with the Super Bowl over, okay. what on the sports calendar are you most excited about next? Todd, do you want to run over the uh, dozen options or so?
0: Uh, we could do that. Okay. Yes. Okay, so here are the options now that uh, we're all depressed <laughs> that the NFL is over. Yes.
6: They would include... About a dozen.
0: Daytona 500. Let's get after it. March Madness. MLB Spring Training. Be interested to see who goes with that one. NBA Playoffs, NFL Combine, NFL Draft, the Masters, the Olympics, Stanley Cup Playoffs, other.
4: Wait, the Olympics are in the summer.
0: Okay, but just as far as in the coming months, some, you know, it doesn't necessarily go in order. Then you would just pick day 500. But you may like something and think that, you know what, the next thing I'm excited about isn't for several months from now. Or it could be something that's a matter of a week or two
4: away. Okay. Uh, do we have another option?
0: Other I may have left out a significant no, 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 no. event. An- or something. An- another oh, another poll question. question. Oh, another
3: poll question. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, cross yeah,
5: X game. Yeah. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I don't know. Todd thought you loved his so much that you wanted more options yeah, than like the first what one. What
6: else can we be looking forward to? Ray Digger
5: and Monster Mud. I don't know.
6: What else? When overtime started on Sunday, this one's from Paul. When overtime started on Sunday, dot, 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 I already clearly knew the postseason <laughs> overtime rules. Shaky, but I kind of knew. Borderline clueless. I'm guessing most people are going to say shaky, but I kind of knew. Because that's basically the way the NFL works. I kind of knew what the rules are.
4: Yes, and the only reason why I was aware of the rules is because they changed the rules. Because when Buffalo played Kansas City and Josh Allen didn't get a chance with the football, then they changed the rules. So your rules in the postseason are different in the regular season. But, uh, Paulie, why don't you give the official rules so everybody knows moving forward these are the overtime rules if we ever have another
5: one in the playoffs or Super Bowl Gotcha this would have been handy around uh, say two, uh, nine o'clock at p.m. Eastern on Sunday they did put it up on the jumbo scruns jumbo loaded uh, each one of Slow them down um, the overtime rules for the NFL season unlike regular season games, postseason games cannot end in a tie so the overtime rules change slightly if the score is still tied at the end of the overtime period or if the second team's initial possession has not ended, The teams will play another overtime period, regardless of how many overtime periods there are. There'll be a two-minute intermission, and then each team will have the opportunity to possess the ball in overtime. That's the key one. Each team will have the opportunity to possess the ball in overtime. So the your score, touchdown, even at two-point conversion, it's not over. That's a big one. Um, Same rules apply to the first, first period, fourth period, and it's endless. There is no shootout of any type.
4: Uh, here's Kyle Shanahan, the Niners head coach. This is after the Super Bowl being asked about taking the ball in overtime.
1: What goes into the decision to take the ball first? There. You know, none of us have a ton of experience of it, but we went through all the analytics and talked with those guys, and we just thought it would be better. We wanted the ball third. Um, both teams matched and scored. We wanted to be the ones who had the chance to go win, and um, we got that field goal, so we knew we had to hold them to at least a field goal, and if, if we did, then we thought it was in our hands after that.
4: Okay, so you're going to be aggressive, and the only thing I thought was, you want the ball, why not go for it on fourth down? If you're worried about Mahomes getting the ball and going down to score a touchdown, then why did the Niners not go for it on third down and, I think, four? They ended up kicking the field goal. So now if Mahomes goes down and scores a touchdown, then they win the game. That was the only thing I didn't understand. If, if you're going to take the ball and be aggressive, then be aggressive the whole time. Because if you're worried about Mahomes, and now you can say, well, if you don't uh, score, don't get a touchdown, then Mahomes only has to kick a field goal. But if you're going to be aggressive, then be aggressive because you're you're concerned that Mahomes is going
6: to come down and score. Yeah, can. Well, I think Kyle Shanahan had said that they were okay trading field goals. They're like, all things equal, we trade field goals and then we get them on the third possession. Yeah. Um, but it, does, it feels slightly flawed in being like, yeah, but you have to make sure you get to the third possession. Yes. which is tricky. Now, uh, the Niners, I think, should
4: be in a must-lie situation, but uh, they haven't been. They've been telling you that basically they weren't quite sure of what the overtime rules were. Our Kyle Juszczyk, Niners uh, fullback.
5: You know what? I didn't even realize
8: that the the playoff rules were different in overtime. So I I
6: assumed you just want the ball because you score a touchdown and win. But I guess that's not the case. Um, so I don't really I don't totally know the strategy there. Okay.
4: Kyle Youseck went to Harvard, didn't he? Right? I think so. Um, you should know. I'm, I I I would have thought that you would have probably had scenarios here, just in case.
7: Yes, yes, Mark. Wait, so because he went to Harvard, he should know everything about everything? Well, what about the guy that went to Manchester Community College? Right. Okay. Right. If he plays on the team, all of you should know. Right.
4: Well, Kyle Juszczyk might be a little more curious, maybe. I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt that he went to Harvard, that he would be like, you know. Mm. Uh, <laughs> if you play in the NFL. <laughs> I'm going to need
7: everyone
6: to be on the same page. Yes, Todd. Or you
0: could say, isn't he smart enough to know not to admit publicly into the world? That, that, bloop, bloop.
6: Yes, yes. Because the guy who went to Manchester would have been smart enough to do that.
4: Yeah, because he was street (laughs) smart. He would be like, yeah, man, I'm not going to tell you anything. Like, hey, look, guys, it's the coach's decision, okay? (laughs) I'm just going to put it all
6: on him. It's the coach's decision, okay? He made the call.
4: But the Chiefs were aware. They knew what the rules were. Chris Jones told reporters... The team had a different approach in terms of pregame communication about the new rules and strategy. Chris Jones said, we talked for two weeks about the new overtime rules. And he said, give the ball to the opponent, and if we score, we go for two. So if the Niners had scored a touchdown, Kansas City, if they had scored a touchdown, they were going for two. Here's Patrick Mahomes.
1: So you go eight for eight on that game-winning touchdown drive. What was the plan if the Niners opened overtime with a touchdown and then you guys answered with a touchdown? Would they have had a third possession? What were you guys going to do?
3: No, we, we were going for two. I don't know if Country <laughs> won't be telling everybody, but we would have went for two for sure.
4: Okay, so they had a plan. They had a strategy. and And this might lead to a bigger picture of how prepared were you? Now, maybe it's not fair to the situation, but – that's what we're talking about. Your players didn't know about overtime. That, to me, is what stands out and is pretty alarming there. Yes, Marv? See,
7: that's the difference between the 49ers and the Chiefs. The Chiefs stay ready. The 49ers were getting ready. Yeah. You don't need, You never have to get ready if you stay ready. These guys were ready for the moment. Yeah. And the 49 oh, I don't know if I was, you know, I went to Harvard, Brown, Yale,
4: mm. you know. Yeah. I just I, I i was wondering if you're going to be aggressive, then how aggressive you're going to be. You want the ball, you want the ball, so you're going to kick a field goal. And now, now your defense has played pretty well. The fact that you're going into overtime and you've held Mahomes to 19 points, and you got a gift with that, uh, you know, the muffed punt that allowed you with a short field. Uh, you had a you know a great night with your field goal kicker. I understand all of those things, but if you're saying in a big moment. Brock Purdy or Patrick Mahomes? We're all taking Patrick Mahomes. Brock Purdy played a pretty good game. Patrick Mahomes was the MVP. And that's the only thing. uh, If I'm going to be aggressive, I have to be aggressive to put pressure on Mahomes. A field goal, I don't think that puts pressure on it. you got a kicker who could kick it from 60 yards and has been in those big moments there. That was what I was curious about in the moment. It's like, okay, are you going for it? Or are you just sort of, well, we'll kick a field goal. I don't think that put pressure on Patrick Mahomes. If anything, it's like, oh, we get a touchdown, we win. Did you see, I mean, we all saw it. The clock is running. They had a strategy. It's like, all right, this is going to happen, then we're going to do this, and then, hey, this will be our play. I mean, that was the feeling I had that they already knew what they were going to do, and they executed that. But I think there's going to be questions about this with how prepared they were. I still think Kyle Shanahan wanted to prove that uh, Brock Purdy is an elite quarterback, and he was going to have him win that game and win the MVP and shut up everybody. I truly believe that. Watching the second half, the way those plays were called, and I kept thinking, if I'm a Kansas City Chief, they're not going to give it to McCaffrey? I'm good with that. Uh, Chris Jones. Chris Jones, you could have made a case that he was the MVP. If you, took about, you talk about impactful plays, Chris Jones made a, like three impactful plays, including maybe the biggest play of the game. Unblocked. How does that happen? Their best defensive player. Don't you go up to the line of scrimmage and go, all right, where's uh, Snead's there? Jones is there. Okay, got to make sure we got two guys on Jones here. That's all. Anybody but him. I don't care who else. If somebody else makes a play, great. Not him. It's like when the Bengals played the Rams. Who's the one guy they have to worry about with that final play? Aaron Donald. And what happened?
6: Aaron Donald gets the sack. Yes, And the thing about putting the ball in Brock Purdy's hands and sort of forcing him to win the game and get the MVP is that ultimately, at like the core root of it, it's confirmation that my system is great. Yes, this would be... It's confirmation that I am a genius because I can take Mr. Irrelevant and turn him into a Super Bowl MVP in two years. I think it's a fair assessment
4: of the situation. I do. I think Ego got involved here a little bit. Um... Because Kyle Shanahan's here in this. Brock Purdy's here in this. And they're like, ah, you know what? Let's go out there and we're going to throw the ball. Okay. I thought Kansas City did a pretty good job. You know, they shut down Kittle. Uh, Debo had a lot of targets. I don't know how healthy he was. Taking Iuke out of the uh, you know, uh, the game plan there. Yes, uh, Mark?
7: To go back to the Atlanta Super Bowl against the Patriots, Tevin Coleman and Devontae Freeman were running wild. Yeah on the Patriots. Yeah. And before that big play where uh, ended with Hightower sacking Matt Ryan, Tevin Coleman had a big, maybe 40-yard run, either him or Freeman, whoever. They had a big 40-yard run. And then it's like, oh, let's go away from what we've been work, what's we been working the entire time.
4: Because if I look at this from Kansas City's uh, perspective, and I'm Patrick Mahomes, I got to put up big numbers. I got to throw the ball. I got to show them that I'm still Patrick Mahomes. This season... He was more like Brady from the standpoint of, i got to do just enough because that defense is really good. And he did that. Like, you suppress your ego, and you're like, all right, what do do we need to do? You want me uh, third and one? I'll run it. You need to play here? All right, I can come up with that. And I don't think it was about, hey, let me prove, let me show people again, remind them just how great I am. I think he was great when he needed to be great, and it felt like Kansas City was going to say, hey, Brock Purdy's elite. If he had won the Super Bowl, we would probably be saying, all right, you know, he's in the top ten quarterbacks now, or top five. It didn't work out that way. And I think Ego played a little bit of a role in his play calling in that Atlanta loss to the Patriots. You had Matt Ryan MVP, and Matt Ryan's throwing passes. And all you had to do was take a knee and another knee, and another knee, kick a field goal, and you win the game. You win the Super Bowl. All right, we'll take a break. Ross Tucker will join us. Uh, A lot of people calling in, so we'll get to your phone calls as well. And Nick Wright will take a victory lap a little bit later on. Back after this, Dan Patrick Show.
3: Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
8: It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.
4: We were talking about Caitlin Clark of Phenomenon, but also uh, Paulie brought up a great one during the commercial break. Fernando Valenzuela, when he happened upon the scene, that was a big deal. And, uh, you know, we... you. you we, the nightly news, I remember they did a feature on Fernando Mania. Yes, Pauline. And I
5: think it's a phenomenon when you go from nowhere to famous. Like, Fernando, he didn't ease in with the Dodgers. He became really big, really fast. It's almost like he was almost like Eddie Murphy at Saturday Night Live. You didn't know a thing about him. And then seven weeks later, he's a household name.
4: Charles Barkley, a phenomenon and a household name. You can check out King Charles with uh, Gail King. That's Wednesdays at 10 Eastern on uh, CNN. One-hour talk show where he co-hosts and engages uh, with the guest. Conversations revolving around the most interesting stories of the week. Before we get to Charles, I'm watching last night. All of a sudden, Ernie introduces everybody, says hello to everybody, and it sounded like this.
2: Hey, it's great to be here. It's. Uh, can I do one more thing? Yes. One more? Uh oh. Everybody, join in.
3: Mark, Oh,
2: Say it. Mark oh, he he Lee sucks. sucks. Say it. Oh, sucks. Say it. Sucks. Say it. What, Charles, what brought about that with Shaq last night? Well, he does it all the time when we go in front of a live audience. You know, we only go in front of a live audience probably five times a year. Or so he does it every time. So it's a lot of fun. And it, hey, anything we do to engage the crowd is pretty cool. It's called content. Whatever.
4: Whatever it is to entertain, and that's what you guys always do every night. But has Shaq crossed the line with you?
2: No, hell no. Have you crossed the line with Shaq? Uh, I don't think so. Dude, we're just entertaining people. I like Shaq a lot. We're good friends. Um, he's a great businessman. I learned some things from him. Uh, but, dude, we we are very happy together and Whatever he does is fine with me. I, I'm Dan. I've already cast a check. I don't care. <laughs> I've already cast a check.
4: Uh, is your jersey retired in Philly? Yes. So, Philly and Phoenix? Yes, sir. Okay. Why did Orlando take so long to retire Shaq's jersey?
2: How do I know the answer to that question?
4: Uh, well, didn't you talk to Shaq and say, oh, wow, I thought your jersey was retired?
2: No. Hell no. Uh, No, I mean, uh, it was a good week for him down there getting that done uh, with the magic, who's having a good year. Uh, But, yeah, uh, no, no, we don't talk about stuff like that, to be honest with you.
4: I was talking about Caitlin Clark, the phenomenon, but this is really the Steph Curry effect when you think about it. that you know, when Steph started taking those shots and Steve Kerr's holding his head like, what are you doing taking those shots? And then he realized that those are actually good shots. But the effect that that's had on basketball has been pretty remarkable.
2: Well, it is. Oh, Caitlin, man, she's a phenomenon. It's You know, I've asked you what's really funny. I've been trying to get a chance to see her play in person, but I haven't been able to fit it into my schedule. I'm going to try to get that done in the next month or so. It's not easy because if I do it, I'm probably going to have to get a private jet to fly to Iowa <laughs> or somewhere on the road because uh, I want to see her play in person. Uh, number one, congratulations to her. Also, we can't forget about Lynette Woodard. Uh, you know, because there's a debate on all these records and things. But you know, because uh, Lynette Woodard, I think, probably still has the record. Uh, but she's not recognized. They did they, they, That's how bad they treated women back in the day. They didn't recognize their records. Uh, so shout out to Lynette Woodard, who was amazing. Uh, but Caitlin, man, what she's doing for women's basketball is pretty incredible. Now, you know, got to be interesting because. You know the NCAA—they such damn boneheads. Um, they really are boneheads because, like, she can she can stay in college another year. Yeah. You know they got to fix this system they got in place because man, some of these guys been in college so long they could be doctors. <laughs> I mean, I, listen, I understand that we went through the COVID situation. But, some, you know, I've seen some of these guys have been in college for like six years. Yeah. That's crazy.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. The, listen, they, the NCAA, they always screw everything up as usual because they've already, because let me tell you something, this NIL and the transfer portal, portal has really screwed up college sports, man. It is so bad, Dan, right now. And I don't know how we're going to fix it, but the first thing we could do is say, hey, guys, you can't stay in cottage long enough to be a doctor. That'd be the first thing we start fixing.
4: Uh, you mentioned Lynette Woodard. She played at Kansas, nineteen seventy-seven to uh, nineteen eighty-one. Also, I think she played for the Harlem Globetrotters.
2: She did, and yeah. she's a, she was a great, great player, but she's an awesome person, also. Uh, but like I say, a lot of these women. Uh, there's there's another woman. I can't remember her name. More. Uh, Pearl Moore, I think, is her name, who got a bunch of records that we don't recognize. Also, she, Pearl's in the Hall of Fame, uh, but man, that, that, how often do we treat women in sports back in the day? We didn't count their records. That's crazy.
4: Yeah, Pearl Moore played at uh, Francis Marion uh, back in the mid to late seventies and has the uh, all-time scoring record. We're talking to Charles Barkley inside the NBA and the uh, All-Star break here. Did you bet on this? What did you bet on the Super Bowl? Who did you bet on? Oh,
2: I bet on the 49ers. I got beat really bad. Uh, I had a beat down. You know what's crazy? <laughs> uh, number one, congratulations to Travis and Andy and Pat Mahomes and all those guys. And man, man you got to talk about Chris Jones. Chris Jones a monster, man. Yeah. Uh, but you know what's so crazy? And I bet against the Chiefs in all three games. Um, uh, uh, Buffalo, I-, I-, I was surprised that they that they won at Buffalo I was really surprised how they played, uh, how bad Baltimore played. And the Super Bowl was a good game. You know, and let me tell you something. All these idiots, fools, and jackasses out here, you know oh, you know who I'm talking about on these other networks, Dan. <laughs> Why do we have to blame somebody? Kyle Shanahan has done a hell of a job. And we, we get the luxury of seeing what happened after the fact. Uh, I thought Kyle Shanahan had a really good point. Because he said, you know, if you if from a lot, he says, well, if we had to score at first and they had to score, then it would have been sudden death. And I was like, that's logical to me. But we got so many idiots, fools, and jackasses on television now. Everybody has to have a hot take and blame somebody. The 49 had a very good year. And uh, listen, Pat Mahomes just great playing something. Hey, us hey, listen. Hey, listen. Let's stop the Tom Brady stuff already. Let's stop the Andy Reid, Bill Belichick stuff already. Patrick is on a great ascension. He's doing great. He's not Tom Brady yet. And Andy Reid, you know, is a great coach. He's won three Super Bowls. He's still three behind Bill. And let me tell you how stupid some of these guys are on television. (laughs) Uh, You know how much I hate Skip Bayless. I, I hate him with every fiber you know, I really, sometimes he make me want to gain weight back so I can hate him with even more weight. <laughs> you know, you know he, he goes on television and says, uh, if it wasn't for Bill, uh, if it wasn't for Tom Brady, Bill wouldn't have all these championships. And I'm like, well, <clears throat> Bill's the, the greatest coach ever. And he says, well, he only won the Super Bowls because of Tom Brady. Well, Andy Reid's a great coach. Exactly how many championships he won without Patrick Mahomes. Is that the, count them, Dan. He was in Philadelphia all those years. He didn't win the Super Bowl. Why do you keep watching these shows if you hate Oh, I don't watch these shows. Trust me, I don't watch these shows. People send me these hot takes, and I love going hard at people because to sit there and say about Bill only won championship because of Tom Brady – that's stupid and asinine. Like I say, I like Andy Reid's a great person. He's a great coach. But, like, well, how I many championships has he won without Pat Mahomes? That'd be absolutely zero. So stop trying to hate on Bill, Bill Belichick. Hey, give Andy his flowers. Give Patrick his flowers. The only thing, the only problem I have with the Kansas City Chiefs, honestly, Dan, why in the hell is Travis Kelsey always open? <laughs> well, don't blame that on, on – Hey, listen, Tra- uh, hey <laughs> yeah. Travis is, Travis is a friend of mine. He's a great, great player. He's in the conversation with Kellen Winslow and Gronk as the greatest tight end ever. But when I'm watching football, because, you know, I watch every football game because I bet on every football game. <laughs> I, all, all I'm saying to myself, young man, why is Travis Kelsey always open? It drives me crazy, <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs>
4: You know, going back to the coach and the star player, it's like Michael Jordan and Phil Jackson sharing that.
2: Yeah, but for for some reason, people want to take shots at Bill, and it, it ain't right. When you get on television, our job is to be fair and objective, and we got some clowns on television <laughs> now who, like, Belichick is overrated. Dude went to nine Super Bowls. There's nobody went to nine Super Bowls who's overrated. And like I say, Tom Brady didn't play defense. He didn't play special teams. And you know what's really crazy? People riding on um, Kyle Shanahan. At this stage of his career, his resume is probably better than Andy Reid's. Andy Reid only went to one Super Bowl in Philly, Kyle's been to two as a head coach. So at this stage of his career, his career is probably better ahead of schedule of Andy, Andy Reid. And he has been getting to the Super Bowl with. Good quarterbacks, not great quarterbacks, good quarterbacks.
4: Who gets a, a a ring first? Taylor Swift or Travis Kelsey with another Super Bowl ring?
2: Well, I don't know anything about their relationship. I, I, you know, she's unbelievably talented, and uh, he's great. Do you think I mean, they
4: get married before the Chiefs win another Super Bowl?
2: Oh, I don't know that. I don't know that. I mean they only been together a few months. But you and Madonna dated, so it's sort of like oh, Kelsey. We did, not date, we did not date we we she's a a casual friend of mine. People tried to make it out more than it was. You know Did you try to date Madonna? No, I did not. She did she, was she a, try to date you. We just met and people tried to run with it. Okay. Uh, she's a nice lady, got nothing but good <laughs> things to say about her. Uh but let me tell you something. I don't know anything. Because
4: I, I, I tried to date her.
2: She was very nice. Yeah, you know what's crazy? I have a very strict rule. I never ask people about their personal relationship because it's not a, anybody's business. Be honest with you. So I haven't talked to uh, Travis about Taylor. I hope they're doing good. I <laughs> mean, uh, you know, football, thank God football is over. So they can actually have some private time. <laughs> I, I, you know, they get a little a little private time now. Uh, because, you know, it's it's crazy trying to do it during the middle of the season, what they were trying to do. But now they can actually do get some private time.
4: Yeah, yeah, they're in love, you know. Oh, uh, the commissioner talked about Vegas expansion franchise. Do we just assume that LeBron's going to be part of that ownership group in Vegas?
2: Well, he probably has that type of money. You know, all these people be talking about ownership. You probably have to have three billion dollars to even get in the conversation you know that expansion team which number one i'm not big on expansion because the last thing we need to do is water down some of these mediocre teams we got in the nba i thought vegas did a good job you know you know traffic's always going to be bad in vegas when you have a big event but it's a it's got great hotels it's got a lot of entertainment I have no problem with sports franchises being in Vegas, you know, obviously, but I'm, you know, I'm me. I like to gamble, uh, but I don't know about expansion. LeBron's going to
4: own a team. LeBron's going to, it's going to be $5 billion at least. That's what I was told for that expansion. It's probably going to probably
2: gonna be $5 billion. I mean, we just sold one for $4 billion, So it's going to be at least $5 billion. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, so yeah, I mean, LeBron's got, he's got a lot of money, so maybe, um, yeah, I think he. It, it'd be a great. We need first of all, we need um uh another black owner. You know, Michael's gone, and uh, I don't think we have a black owner in any sport. But you go have to start out with at least. I mean, I don't even think you can entertain it unless you got a couple billion dollars or more. Oh yeah.
4: Yeah, I think I think it's gonna be five billion for that expansion team and then I mean
2: so Dan, yeah, you all that money you got, yeah. you should put a team in Vegas. Yeah.
4: I'm gonna set my sights on an MLS team in Vegas first. You know, that I'm gonna start there and then maybe I'll graduate to an NBA team.
2: Well listen, if you need a couple dollars, call your bro call your boy Chuck. I got you.
4: Are you sure with that subway money you didn't blow it on San Francisco at the Super Bowl?
2: Oh, you know. Uh, hey, listen. I had a rough Super Bowl. I, I had I, I had a rough three weeks. Every week, every year, I talk to you after the Super Bowl,
4: and you say the same thing. You lost on the Super Bowl.
2: Why don't you just bet against yourself? No, I I won like six or seven oh, Super stop. Bowls. No, 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 no. I won like what, six. back
4: in the seventies. I mean, I don't. No, remember. no,
2: no. I was I was on a serious winning streak uh, for a while but I think I've lost the last four Super Bowls. Um, I think I've lost – I did. I, I won like six in a row, but I think I've lost the last four. You're the
4: Buffalo Bills of Super Bowl betting.
2: Which is one team that's never gotten to the, <laughs> the justice they deserve, I might add. Okay, but they did lose. But, well, but they did get there four times. They never <laughs> – first of all, no team you – know, you know, that's the one thing that's always bothered me about that because, you know, Jim Kelly and Thurman and those guys and Bruce Smith – they probably never gotten the shine they deserve. To have, the, to have the 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 with – the, 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 I'm trying to think of the word I'm thinking of. To have the, the confidence, the ability to get the four straight Super Bowls. It, first of all, no team has ever gotten there three years in a row. To get there four years in a row, those guys didn't win it. But they do deserve our accolades for like the intestinal fortitude that it takes to get beat down. First of all, the first one was close, the other three weren't. But to have the courage and the willpower to get the four years in a road, man, was incredible.
4: You know what? If they do a remake of the remake of the movie Shaft, I think I gotta consider you looking the way you look right now.
2: Yeah, man. I'm not big on acting, man. It's it's just monotonous. Um shout out to Richard Roundtree who passed away the last three <laughs> months, man. I got a chance to meet him. Uh, a couple of times of our life. It was an honor and a privilege, uh, but we need another shaft. Right on. Sam Jackson's played shaft the last few times. And uh, Sam is a, the best thing I've ever done working with Sam uh, and Spike and those guys. We just finished up, actually, we just finished up all the March Madness commercials uh, for uh, for Capital One. So I'm excited about those. But man, we need a new shaft
4: be Nice if you included me in the Capital One commercial. Maybe bring me in, be kind of nice.
2: Well, we got this year we got Magic in again. Uh, we got Dion Warwick. Um, about, I think those, how
4: about me? I think, how about me? How Dan, about, I, I, Dan, I, just, I
2: don't write I don't write the script man. You have to talk to Spike about that. Yeah,
4: maybe, maybe yeah. we break it up a little bit, you know. Bring me in,
2: Dan. You know how much love and respect I got for you, man. We, man. We've been together. We've been together probably forty years. Can you imagine that? Yeah,
4: I know. I know.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I remember I was there when you became a coward on the golf course and was scared to come to Lake Tahoe. Remember, mm-hmm. I mean, you used to come. Yeah. And then you turn into a coward and don't want to put your game on display. do not you come back to Tahoe?
4: Um, well, now that you have regained your swing, now you want a piece. I get it. But when you were damaged. When you were at the side of the yeah, road. Yeah, but let
2: me tell you something.
4: And I didn't yeah. play you then because I didn't want to take your money. When you were no, when, first you of put all, up I, three I, digits. Your hey, score I, started with a 1.
2: I I remember I remember when you came to Tahoe and you four-putted from like 6 feet. And I and I knew I know <laughs> hey, and I know exactly what happened. Because normally when you're playing with your homeboys, they give you all those shots. That puts. is true.
4: That is true. And
2: I remember you four-putted from yeah. like six feet. You're like, don't they give you these? I yeah. don't know. They have to put them out. It was hilarious. Once
4: again, when your score started with a one, I did not take advantage of you. Yeah, Dan,
2: I appreciate You know when me- Wilt,
4: Wilt scored 100, and he held up that piece of paper. I mean, that's what you do after every score. It'd be like one, zero, and then a six.
2: Yeah, but see, everybody made fun of me for like 30 years. You know what? I can't find any of those guys. I want all, every guy who made fun of me. Now that i got my swing back, I want, dude, dude I want receipts. Oh, I know, dude. I know, I know, I know.
4: You look great. Have fun. Play nice there in uh, Indy.
2: Uh, you know what? It's, it's a great weekend for the NBA. Hey, Dan, number one, thank you for having me. Yep. And uh, tell the Danettes I said hello, and you guys have a great weekend.
4: Thank you, Chuck. That's uh, Charles right. Charles Barkley. You can see him Wednesday night with Gail King, King Charles at 10 Eastern.
3: Take a break. Back after this. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.